Hello, ladies. Let's perch. I am your hostess, Deshonda Lucas of the She's Free to Fly podcast. It is such a beautiful day. I am so happy um, because today I have my monthly guest, the number one person in my life, Mariah Magic Jackson. So, Mariah, welcome to She's Free to Fly. Oh, man. You've been busy. You have definitely, definitely been busy. Um, I can definitely say like over the last month, if I've had three, four hours of conversation with you in one month, I would probably be happy, but I don't think I've had that. But you have definitely, definitely been busy and I am so proud of you. Um, you have so many things going on in your life that you, you really do make me proud and happy. And so... When I called you about filming this episode, you know, I said, okay, Mariah, what do you want to talk about? And I must say that you really surprised me um, because it's definitely something I want to talk about. But you surprised me that it was your input that decided that today would be the conversation. Our relationship, um, I speak about you all the time and I know you talk about your mom all the time. So I'm very interested to see where this conversation is going to go. Like, I really, really am because I have no clue. Um, none of this has been rehearsed. Um, I'm just interested to see where the conversation is going to go. So let's get it started. Tell me about it. Where does our relationship start? Where do we even start this conversation? Around 2003, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. How are you feeling? When you found out that you were having me and all those things, how did you think you were going to treat your daughter? Oh, yeah, the shock. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't know you was going to turn it on me. <sighs> so that means the story started in 2002. Okay. Because it was Mother's Day 2002 that I found out I was pregnant with you. And... It was the best Mother's Day that anyone could ever receive. Like, oh my gosh. Um, I just remember like seeing the test, like the home test and knowing that this is it. There was no question. There was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to be a mother. Um, and it was just everything for me to find that out on Mother's Day. And being a mother has been one of the greatest gifts um, in this world. And my pregnancy was very, very hard. Um, I was sick, like literally almost every day. And I remember just calling my mom, telling her like, mom, I think I'm going to die. Like pregnancy was extremely, extremely hard on me. But from the time you got here, you have been like the easiest thing, even like my labor and me having you was very different. Like I went to a regular doctor's appointment and they were like, oh, your water's low. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they said, can you come back at 2.30? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll be back. Because I had to go home and get a bag. So I went home and I told your dad and we came back to the hospital. And um, I really didn't have any contractions or anything. Like they gave me the medication to go ahead and go ahead and go into labor. But I may have had a little, uh, and a little, uh. But that was about it. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's how it happened. 
Mm-hmm. And um, they, the my fluid kept getting lower and your heart rate was like doing some stuff. And he was like, well, you know, we're going to go ahead and take you back and we're going to do a cesarean. I was like, okay. And um, let my mother tell it. She was there and she was like, I don't know who's staying, but I'm going. And so we went back in the back and they gave me an epidural and he pinched me after giving me the epidural to do the C-section. And he was like, did you feel that? I was like, yes, I felt it. He said, no, you didn't. I said, you pinched me, didn't you, damn it? That's really what I said to the doctor. Next thing I know, I woke up and had a baby. So you're mine. You're mine. I feel like that is how you said it was the happiest Mother Day, Mother's Day that you had. It was like just that good of a feeling. I feel like that's how it our relationship feels to me. It feels like I was welcomed, like I was received, like I was wanted. I don't ever think I had a point in my life where I was like, she don't want me, she don't love me. Like maybe, maybe when I was in my little fits in the corner or something like that. But just like mm-hmm. in general, I feel like the foundation or part of the foundation of our relationship is like, I am wanted. And to show you that you are wanted, or this is like how I see you saying it to me, like to show you that you are wanted. I give you my time. I give you my love. I give you my care. I give you my support. Just like all of those things you were never selfish with me about. So mm-hmm. that that's what it feels like for me. You feel wanted. Okay. Yes. So let me see. How do I feel as a mother now? Um, First and foremost, I have always known that you do not belong to me. I have truly, truly always known that. And I have always, from the time you were christened, well, before that, you were christened as a one-year-old. But I just remember just dedicating your whole life to God and knowing that you did not belong to me. Um, And because I knew that, I have always tried to handle you with care. And to be quite honest, and I may have said this a handful of times, like, I honestly didn't think you would still be here at this point in life. Like, I just knew you were just alone and I I knew you didn't belong to me. And I never expected to have you this long because you are, I see, I know it sounds weird, but it's truth. I'm telling you the truth. I knew you were a gift. And you are such an amazing gift. And so every day, I don't think I took the gift for granted. So I don't know if it's, I didn't expect to have you this long, but I never took having you for granted. Um, I've just been always in such appreciation of God uh, because I had you um, and because you're still here. And so I try to remain thankful in that. And I really try to sit down and listen to God on what he desires for you. So even in like your choices or my choices for you for education or just anything, it was, okay, what do you need in this moment? I didn't know. I would ask, what do you need in this moment? Um, And just always being aware of being flexible to what your needs were to develop you into the person that you are becoming. 
Um, and I don't think you ever stop becoming. You have been a continuous evolution. So it's been it's it's been a lot of that. It it really, really has been a lot of that. And um I made a conscious decision when you were younger to be a full-time mother and a part-time everything else. Um, and just being available to to be in it. And not many people get that opportunity. So I know it is a blessing that I do not, absolutely do not take for granted. You're so beautiful to me. You look like you. You look like me. This, I'm just like on the inside. You are beautiful. You're Thank definitely, you. definitely beautiful. Um, okay. So, and it hasn't always been easy between us either. It, it hasn't always been easy, but I do believe we handle uneasy very well. So what do you think have been some of the ebbs and flows in our relationship? Like the challenges? Yeah. In regards to like school and stuff, like you never, you weren't ever like a, you gotta get good grades, you gotta get all A's, it was always a try your best. So I don't think that was one. I think something like, I take the defensive a lot and I noticed that and that's like a growth or an area that I need to grow in. Um, mm -hmm. And you are naturally a teacher and naturally mm -hmm. a guide. And I see mm -hmm. you do it for everyone else. But for some mm -hmm. reason, sometimes when mm -hmm. you do it for me, it's just like, ugh. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's mm -hmm. telling me what to mm -hmm. do. She's like, she mm -hmm. don't like what I'm doing. Or like, you're like moving me in a sense. Or like, you're pushing me. But my natural reaction to those pushes is like to push back sometimes whereas when you do it for other people i admire so much i'm like wow like she really helps people. she really inspires people's lives but sometimes like i don't know if it's my mind doesn't initially register it that way but sometimes it does like aggravate me a little bit or i've grown it did i would say it did i feel like we had this conversation not too long ago and like we were like oh this is what this is okay but so let's get into that let's 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 not talk around it. If it's okay with you, if it's not okay with you, say it's not okay. But let's really get into it so that people can understand the process and how it really happens and what really, what's the result of it. Okay. 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 So you want to start it or you want me to start it? You can start it. You, I, you because I can't remember what it was that you were telling me. Okay. But I know the conversation went to like. Okay. All right. Yeah. So probably about a month ago, um, you're back in school now. You are a senior in college. You're an RA, and you are also the president of a organization on school. Um, which comes with a lot of initial responsibilities of getting everything started up. And in that season, you were um, extremely tired. Um, there was stress there. And you are also in your head, you're planning for after graduation. So there was also a lot of uncertainty that I think you were feeling. And I think all of that really 
um, it was just stressful for you and you weren't in a good space and you were dealing with beginning new relationships and ending old relationships um, with your classmates. So it was definitely a lot on you. And you just had this really, really bad energy. And I was just like, you know, lady, what's going on? Um, and I do call you Ladybug sometimes and not magic, but you know, lady, lady's my baby. Ladybug is my baby. Um, you know, lady, what's going on? And at first you kind of like threw it off and you were like nothing, but you began to open up and I began to ask questions and we began to work through some things. So I'm going to stop right there and I want you to tell me what you were feeling. I think this is part of what I said previously about like me being on the defense, but no, prior to our conversation, what were you feeling with all of those responsibilities? With the responsibilities, I was feeling like I was in a space. First, when I got back on campus, I felt like I was in some type of alternate universe because I had not been here in so long. Um, and many of most of my friends graduated, so I also didn't, and I came to school two weeks early, so people weren't even on campus, so I didn't really feel like I had a support system here. And trying to manage all of those things and like be the leader of different things, I was just feeling a lot of pressure and like I was going through it by myself. Um, but also, like, I wanted to figure it out by myself. And I don't know, it's like, it was a mix of adjusting to my surroundings, old but new at the same time, adjusting mm -hmm. to being back in school. The work and the requirements as a student are very different than they were abroad, um, as well as not having friends here. I was feeling all of those things at once. Okay. So that was, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, now take me to our conversation. And I you just kept like asking me questions about things that were going on. Normal questions that people should be able to answer. But sometimes when I don't know the answer, I kind of freak out a little bit. Or I kind of like, if I'm trying to get to my answer, this, to the answer myself, and someone else is asking me the same questions that I'm trying to figure out for myself, sometimes it just makes me very anxious and like all over the place and it's like i don't know like i'm trying to figure out the same thing that you're trying to figure out so in that like there was just a lot of emotions that came up and i think i ended up telling you i'm trying to bridge how the conversation because i know at a certain point the conversation got to sometimes i don't even want to talk to you because your energy is so bright and so loving and so you just want to help and you just want to make things better and I'm not in that space and I don't receive it well and I don't return it. So mm -hmm. that was like, you know, that's where we ended up. That was one of the big... There, I think that was one of our stops, but we ended up going through and identifying what was really going on with you. And then the question that threw you over the edge was, okay, now that we've identified it, tell me three things that you're going to work on. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And you just went off the deep end. Now I'm, I'm like, ooh. I'm <laughs> that was it. Ooh. That was yes. it. You just went off the deep end. So 
And then in that, say what, what went off the deep end means, because I don't want them thinking I just like. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. You didn't go off like the deep end in a disrespectful way. Because honestly, you really do hold in what you're feeling. So you're, I'm, I'm not going to say you express going off the deep end. You would never, ever do that. But your energy and your emotional self went like left. And because I know you, I can look at your face and tell you whether you are hot, cold, happy, sad, I can look at your face. Like literally I can look at your face. Mm -hmm. And um, I began to ask you like, what was wrong? But I want you to share like, what does that anxiety, what does that feel like? Because you're not the only person that feels that Mariah. You, you're honestly not. And you are free to have those emotions. Because you are able to control your emotions extremely well. So can you please talk about what it feels to have those emotions and how you process to control your emotions? Mm -hmm. It brings me back to June. We went to the Danny Morrell conference, the Awaken Your mm -hmm. High Self conference. Um, and we just did a lot of like breathwork activities and stuff like that. And I had not done breathwork before. But the other days of our breath work are a whole different podcast episode. Okay. <laughs> the first day um, during the breath work have this reoccurring like vision in a sense of me diving into water and holding my breath. And I just was not allowed to let it out. And it was just the constant like diving, have to hold my breath, diving, have to hold my breath. And I feel like in moments like how we're discussing now, um, I dive into a lot of things, a lot of responsibilities. I have very high hopes, high dreams. And my mom told me I could do anything I wanted to in life, so I could do anything I wanted to in life. And I try to do it all at once. She didn't tell me that part. <laughs> but I try to do it all at once. And it doesn't, I don't give myself breaks. Okay. So breathwork. I just found it's a very good temperature check for how I'm feeling, how I'm doing with all of the different things that I'm juggling. Because when I am going through a lot, like the things that we mm -hmm. talked about, it gets very hard to breathe and to take okay. deep breaths. Okay. So on that cover, in that conversation, going back to the conversation we were having last month and all of that energy built up in you. And I was asking you all these questions suffocated you were suffocating okay okay uh, okay it's good okay you were suffocating and so when I said okay so what are three things you're working on how did it feel for you I said that you were suffocating then I said okay Mariah what is going on why are you upset what gave you the courage to tell your mother, who you're very respectful to, mm -hmm. um, just really how you were feeling with and do it respectfully. One, I don't really think I could speak to you disrespectfully. Like, mm -hmm. I just, that's never, when I think of talking to you, it's just never in a disrespectful manner. Um, so I think that's how I was able to be respectful because that's just naturally how I talk to you. 
but what gave me the courage to actually do it I think it was a I was at a boiling point like I was boiling over and it Mm -hmm. had to come out like Mm -hmm. it had to come out because this is something that and I told you in our conversation when you said how are you feeling that's what came up is like sometimes when you tell me stuff or you ask me a bunch of questions and I don't know I just it really messes with me and you were able to express like mommy I'm just angry and I'm just I'm just so angry with you because you keep asking me questions and I'm like okay so I'm just asking you regular question what is it that is making you angry and then I think they made you even angrier and you were just like but it was like you weren't mean or disrespectful it was just in you and this anger was in you and I was and I could see you still though and I knew that that anger was not a true reflection of you for the most part but it was a part of you as well yeah and um, I feel like Go ahead. Because you've never liked to be asked a lot of questions. You just really, really haven't. Um, that's just part of your personality. But at this point, you were just like, don't ask me nothing else. Um, but we had made such progress in what you had going on. And I just remember saying to you, like, me knowing who I am, I know I was coming from the best place. And me knowing who I am, I know even the process that we went through of identifying what was going on with you, because we did get to a point that we identified everything or most things that were going on. I know I'm in my bag and I know I didn't come from the point of view of being your mom and just asking you all these questions. I knew I came from the point of view of being the queen of the universe and just trying to guide you through the universe. Yep. And I feel Um, like, Go ahead. I feel like in just very angry. Mm-hmm. In that, I was also able to better realize what was going on, and like we really had to talk of okay, the enemy is trying to work through me to get to you because you were at a very good point in your life. You're at a very like happy point in your life. Like you were just glowing you're like this light i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> so oh my god my, my vibration is up there right now but you yes. are the only thing that can throw me between you and my mother's yeah. like it's hard it's it's hard to throw me and get me to go to the left right now because i'm i'm in my bag and i told you that i said mariah i'm in my bag and you are one of the few things that the enemy can use to attack me and then at yeah. that point, what did you say? He will not work through me. He will uh-huh. not work through you. Against you? Oh, not me. No, 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 no. You gotta find you somebody else. Get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. No, it will not be me. Not against you. Mm-mm. So I feel like that was the real turning point. And all of us like, okay okay you're right it's not me because a part of me getting upset with you like I feel like the reason that it kept going was because I was upset at myself for being upset with you and then it just like it it just build and build and build on that so it's like in realizing that this is not me this is not of me I am kind-hearted I can take feedback I am 
my mother's child and she is only trying to help me and love me i will not let you attack her for doing so or whatever was in me i will not attack you for doing so so i feel like that's what really helped us to like man you care for me like i care for you that's that's beautiful and there was the other thing we said sometimes what did we say i said baby i will take the hit so you can swing yes I will That's take it. the hit hands down so you can swing. And that means I'll even take the hit from you. I'll even take it from you just so you can swing. And I think that has been one of the greatest themes of our relationship. No matter what I've had to go through for the betterment of you, I will go through it for the betterment of you. I have become a better person, which is hard work for the betterment of you. I wanted you to have a good example. I wanted to show you certain things and learn some things. I wanted you to have certain experiences and whatever that looked like, whatever that journey was to get there, man, I'm going to get there. And so instead of me attacking you for how you felt, or instead of me feeling attacked for how you felt, I was just like, baby, if that's how you feel, you're entitled to feel that way. And you were just like, nope, not me. Not me. And the one thing I will definitely say you have always, I have always felt how you say you have always felt wanted. I have always felt loved and appreciated for being your mother and um i know some parents and some mothers cannot feel appreciated um some fathers like people in general but i'm a mother so i can speak specifically for mothers i know some mothers have not felt appreciated but even when you have disappointed me i am always reminded that you really do try to make me happy the way I try to make you happy. And um, I'm very, very thankful for that. I'm very thankful for that. Um, So what would you say to a daughter who is in conflict with her mother? Because we don't have it all figured out and we don't have it all worked out. What would you say? I think really just emphasizing that your mother is a guide like just how you said towards the beginning like you knew I was not yours like you let you had to let go of ownership of me um it also takes knowing that your mother is not the end-all be-all like I respect you to the utmost Mm -hmm. I value what you say but I know at the end of the day you are you're telling me things that's to guide me but that is not the way that I have to go And you also allow me to figure those things out on my own. When I don't want to follow that path, you allow me to figure those things out on my own. So it's definitely a two-sided thing. Like it takes for the daughter to know that like she is just here to guide me. She wants what's best for me. Um, But you still have that autonomy over what you do. Right. And then I guess from your side, what does that take from the mother's side? Um... Just one knowledge and knowing that I do not have it all figured out and knowledge and knowing that I have definitely screwed some things up. Um, 
and acknowledging and knowing that all I can do is my best and I hope you give me the grace to do something less than my best. Mm -hmm. Um, I know one of the reasons I took you to the Danny Morrell conference, the Awaken conference, was not so that you would have this earth-shattering, life-changing moment. It was more so for you to put some tools in your toolbox for later. Yeah. Now, you just so happen to have Mariah, like, paradigm-shifting moments, but I didn't take you there for that. My job is just to give you tools in your toolbox because I can't give you all the tools. And sometimes... Yeah we as parents can sometimes think we have it all, we know it all and all of that. But even the shortcomings in our own upbringing, when I was 20 years old, when I was 15 years old, when I was 10 years old, when I was five years old, when I was a baby, those shortcomings also create um, a shortness in my own ability to know certain things, to speak certain ways, to make certain decisions, operate as a woman that can be modeled 100%. You can't model me 100%. Please don't model me 100%. Mm -hmm. Now, I have worked very, very hard to be someone you can model but I, you're right. I am not the all to end all when it comes to being a mother, your mother, anybody's mother. But one thing I'm going to give you is the best I have to give you. And sometimes people don't have the capacity to do that. Mariah, I have not always had the capacity to do that. I honestly haven't. But I have called on, you know, people that I'm in close relationship with to fill in some of the gaps mm -hmm. um and i'm so very thankful for the way others have filled in the gaps and i think that's also one of the reasons i am so open to filling in gaps for others um yeah yeah definitely 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 as i sit and think about that definitely yeah man that was interesting that was interesting. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about, I can remember times when you have operated on your own accord outside of my guidance. The one thing you have always done and you have always said, well, mommy, this is what I did. <laughs> if there's one thing, I'm going to switch on myself every time. I can't hold it. Can't hold it to save my life, Mariah. It'd be like, so funny, man. And I only tell it myself. That's what really gets me. It don't be like, oh yeah, my such and such didn't know. No, I can keep everybody's secrets but my own. I'd be like, yeah, my did it. Ooh, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> I did it. Oh my gosh. And I just be sitting there like a crazy. Oh, really? Okay. So tell me about it. How is it? And I can't. I can't. What I can't, I, I guess I can, I guess I do get upset about it, 
but I can't let you know that because I always want to be a person that you can come to good or bad. I'd rather for you to come to me when all the chips fall than anybody else. Cause baby, I'm going to come figure out how to get you out of this stuff. Like we're going to work together. And that's uh. also why I like that. I'm trained to do it, but it's second nature for me to do it because it's you better tell me before anybody else do. You better tell me before anybody else do. Because if somebody true. else tell me, baby, man, you got a problem. And you exactly. need to know if somebody else come tell me we got a problem. I think that happened one time. You might have been in second grade. Something happened. And maybe first or second grade. And you didn't tell me. Oh, we had a problem. After that, we have no more problems. If I got in trouble at school, send you an email, write to my, I just did such and such. You be texting me, just I'm so a such and know, such and such and such. They're going to call you, just so you know. They're going to call you because I did this. You knew. And when you got there, you had my back. But when I didn't tell you. We got a problem. We got a problem. Time when the new boy, he did some of you and you kicked the boy up under the table. My baby called and told me, the teacher called. I was just like, yeah, she told me. Because, well, nobody come between us, Mariah. And they try. They used to be like, I'm going to call your mother. Call her. I already told her. She's expecting you. She's <laughs> expecting your call. Thank you very much. That's right, baby. Long as you tell me, we ain't got no problems. Yeah. And I feel like that. the older I got, it's just like, if anything happens, I know my mama going to have my back. So she is the best person to know. Right or wrong. Right or wrong. Right or wrong. And and we'll punish you. Don't like don't get it twisted. You have you will definitely be punished, but I still got your back. Honey, is that the word? Is that the word? What's the word? Honey, because all I had to do was talk to you because you'd just be like, like punish sounds so strong. It sounds strong. Discipline. You were disciplined. Yeah. Because when Honey. I say punish, I might you might lose your phone. Punish yeah, is like, no, the losing the phone wasn't that. I was telling somebody, that, oh, well, I don't know if you could talk about getting whooped now on podcasts and stuff. That might be, that might cause somebody. Anyways, first of all, you're 20 years old. Okay, we're going to say when I got a little pop. Y'all know what that means. I have a black mother. We know what happened. But anyway, just telling somebody, like, um, because they had never got a little pop before. And mm -hmm. I was like, sometimes my mom used to give me the option. Do you want to be on punishment or you want the little pop? And I want the little pop. But the worst one of them all was that I'm disappointing you. Now, that's what really got me. That was the worst out of every, out of anything that I could ever hear getting booked, getting anything. I am disappointed in you. Oh. oh. It just hurt your heart. That used to work on me when my dad told me. My mama would go in on me, but baby, my mama called my dad and my dad would come over to the house and he'd come get me and I'd be on the passenger seat and on the ride home to his house. He'd look over at me. he said, you're just going to disappoint your dad, ain't you? Like, Girl, I know that thing hurt on it. It hurt. Like, that's the worst. Oh, my God. That's, that's all my dad had to say. That is the worst. Oh, like, girl, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. But girl, we made it. We we making it. We still making it. And now, like you are, everything I hope for, everything I dream. Um, as a matter of fact, while we were out on technical difficulties, you got an email from your school. You want to yeah. share with the people? 
Yes. So I am one of very few Black women majoring in economics at my school. I think I'm the only one in my class. Um, need to double check, but I'm pretty sure. And there is the Sadie Collective, which is a organization for Black women in economics. Um, and they do conferences, like every year, a big conference in D.C. And I just got reached out to from my school to send me to the conference because one of my professors recommended me for a group. I think they're mostly taking graduate students, but I will be one of the students going. So I'm oh, very wow. excited about that. Very excited. I am so proud of you. Thank you. I am so proud of you. You are, I'm telling you, you are the definition of she's free to fly. You, you astound me with the opportunities that come your way and the way you're able to take advantage of those opportunities, the way you position yourself for opportunities. Um, you're really, really good at positioning yourself um, for greatness. You position yourself for greatness on a regular basis. You definitely do. You definitely do. You definitely do. Little subtopic here. When it comes to our relationship and you share our relationship with your friends, how does that transfer over? And what is it about our relationship that younger people want in a relationship or that they embrace in a relationship with their mothers? Um, what I hear the for me, it's this is us. But what I hear the most from my friends, like they just really love our relationship. I think a big thing that they want or like is wanted in a relationship between parents, but isn't very common is the transparency and the support. Like you support me in anything that I do. You don't micromanage me. Mm-hmm. Um so I feel like that's a really big thing. But also just like the transparency of I tell you everything and the way that we communicate with each other. Like I don't speak to you in a disrespectful manner, but compared to how some of my friends have to speak to their parents, their parents would see it as disrespectful. Just like, hey girl, how you doing? What you like? Hey that, girl. That to them is like, oh no, that's a no go. I, I can never talk to my mom like that. Like I've heard that a lot. Um, so I think just that, like the friendship that we have, like we are, we are, you my friend? We friends, right? I'm your friend, we friends. Okay. We're mother daughter first, but we are friends. Mother daughter first, exactly. But like the friendship that we have, the openness that we have, the support, the like, yeah, I think it's, it's really the friendship that we have because thinking about it, like the things that my friends come to me about. Mm-hmm. I go to you about when I'm going to through some similar things, those same things I go to you about. And that is something that's also, that's often communicated is that they want that type of relationship. So am I correct in saying, so some parents say, okay, I'm your mother or I'm your father. I'm not your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, some relationships are more friendly than mother daughter and they lack a certain level of 
parent-child respect to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can be more than one thing. Is that correct? A relationship can be more than one thing. And I think our relationship is more than one thing. So would I be correct in sharing your children want to talk to you more, but there is fear on how what they have to tell you is received? That's one thing. But I also think, and this this might turn into a whole nother conversation, but a lot of my friends at least had to grow up with their parents. Like their parents were growing up at the same time that they were growing up. You knew who you were when you had me. Everyone. I did not know who I was when I had you. I was like, it might go into a different conversation, but you were complete. At least from what I hear from the from what I had, my blessings, like from when I was a child, you seem to be a whole person when you had me. Like, I don't think the way that I'm thinking about like some of my friends had to truly grow up with their parents. We did not have that. And that's where I feel like a lot of the bickering, not being able to be transparent parents being jealous of their daughters, daughters being just like those type of relationships. That's real. That is real. Yeah. That is yeah. real. So it's one thing of like, how do I explain this? Mm. I don't know. I, it takes a lot. It takes a, having, being able to see your parent as a person, not just your parent. Because Growing up with your parent, you may think that they're supposed to be this and that and provide you this and that, but having to realize they are figuring life out just like I am. And sometimes that takes a little more grace to give to someone. It takes more grace. Yeah. Yeah. And, and vice I, versa. I, I think for, from a parent's perspective, I, I think some parents want to talk to their children more or no. I think some parents want to hear from their children more, but don't know necessarily how to respond to their children. I think that some parents have a hard time seeing their children as separate, separate from themselves. So you are a reflection of me but you are not the only thing that reflects me. Like you're a reflection of me, but I only have input. I have no, that's the thing. I only have input. I have no control of the output. Mm -hmm. Yes, I only have input as a mother. I do not have any control of the output. Only you have control of the output. And I think I do a pretty good job at letting you know you have control of the output and not trying to control your output. And not even for like, that's a whole nother conversation because in the yoga and breath of life class that I was speaking about earlier, um, we're studying how in yoga, 
you only have control of the action and you should only have attachment to the action itself because you want to do it but not what comes from the action and not the output so in you being like i don't belong to you i've taken that and i my outcomes the things that i want and like these things do not belong to me so mm-hmm. it's like this is a it's like a full like I don't belong to you. My actions don't belong to you. My actions belong to me, but my outcome doesn't. So my outcome definitely doesn't belong to you. So it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. Let me wait, wait. Let me repeat okay. that. I want to make sure I got it. I don't control. I only have control of the input. Mm-hmm. I don't have control of the output. You only have control of the action but you don't have control of the, it's really the outcome. Outcome, yes. From the action. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I have control of the action. No one has control of the outcome. So sometimes in that outcome, when you ask me, going back all the way to the beginning, okay. certain questions or when, mm-hmm when just those types of things because I know I don't have control of the outcome and it's not something that I always think about first it creates a lot of just frustration because I don't know my outcome I don't know the outcome I don't know how to deliver the outcome to someone else and describe what that looks like all right so baby me knowing you I think you're afraid to say the wrong thing it's less of you not knowing the right thing to say, but more of saying the wrong thing. And I am here to tell you, you don't have to know the outcome. You don't have to, you don't have to create anything. All you have to do is be and trust that all things come together. And mommy tells you that all the time. All things come together and it's okay to say, well, mommy, I don't know. Right now, this is where I'm at. And tomorrow I might be somewhere different. You don't have to have life figured out. You don't have to be a certain thing. You don't have to do a certain thing. All you have to do is just be like my daily prayer is may I move in the flow of God. And I call the highest possibility of the day. Just call the highest possibility. And today, a high possibility might be here. Tomorrow, it may be here. And the next day, it may be here in the middle. Just call the highest possibility. You are not, you are it, but you are not all. The all things come together. And you're not the all things. All things come together. And just trusting in that. And I think with time and maturity and aging, like you will be able to trust the process more and your faith will grow as you grow. And you are phenomenal in who you are today. And tomorrow you're going to be phenomenal in who you are then at a whole nother level. But 
man, the outcome is what the outcome is. It is what it is. I love you. Love you too. Love you. All right. You got a question before we get off? What's next? What's the next episode about? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I have some things in the work. Um, having some conversations on unexpected friendships. Um, having some conversations with a female winemaker. Have that interview scheduled for this month. Have some conversations on sexuality of young people and liberation and freedom. Um, I have some pretty cool things in the works. I have some pretty cool things in the works. And we have the holidays coming. I'm so happy because some of your friends from around the country are coming in to spend Thanksgiving with us. So in that, I feel your (laughs) friends you met in Greece. Friends from Chicago, friends from all over the world. Um, so I'm really, really happy about those things. I have um, conversations coming up with my interior decorator. I have a really interesting conversation coming up with um, a contractor. Um, and we just get to delve in all the going ons of just life. We get to delving in the ongoings of life. I have a conversation. Um, I'm going to be on another podcast. Actually, two. Uh, well, three. Man, I have three interviews for three different podcasts. One where we're going to go into the meaning of the music. Another where I'm going to talk about um, health. And I'm going to talk about the open heart surgery. And then I have another podcast coming up, and this is from a pro- professional perspective, and I'm going to talk about taxes and uh, federal contracting. So that one is going to be more of my, you know, my business. So I'm excited about those things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining. Thank you for being open. Thank you for being transparent. And thank you for being you. Um, thank you for sharing your life you know, with other people, there's always something that we can learn. And the the whole premises of She's Free to Fly is cross-generational conversations between women. And I just really believe that we can learn, listen, and love one another. So that is the end of this week's episode. I am your hostess, Deshonda Lucas, with my beautiful daughter, Mariah Magic Jackson. And I pray you will see, I pray you receive our love. I pray you feel God's grace and I pray you share with others. Bye-bye.